Greetings and welcome back to another an ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masachat Erovin, Daf Tetzayin Amud Bet. This will be our final podcast of the first parak. Mikifin Shlosha Chavalim Zelam Alamizad. It's a continuation of the description of how they would encircle the camp. You could take three ropes and use them horizontally uh, as uh, as a mechitza. As long as there's no more height than three tfachim, or more, there should be less than three tfachim between them, to create levud. They have to be one tefach in diameter. So that the notion is that you have less than three tfachim from the ground, then one chevel. Then another less than three tfachim and one chevel. Another less than three tfachim and one chevel. And that gives you ten tfachim. Now, mekifin bekanim, you can also use sticks as uprights. And again, as long as there are no more than three tfachim between them. There's not three tfachim, there has to be less. Now, b'shayarad dibrudi v'rabi claims that this was only a heter for a shayarah, meaning a caravan. So an individual who would be out there couldn't use this. We'll see how that plays out. Chachamim said, no, the Shayara is just an example, but anyone can use this. Now, kol mechitza she'ena shel sheti v'shel erev, e'na mechitza, to Rabbi Yosef Yehuda. Rabbi Yosef Yehuda says a mechitza, he disagrees with what we just said, and says the mechitza has to be both warp and woof. So it has to go both lengthwise and widthwise. Chachamim mechaj mishay dvarim, it could be either. Okay. Chachamim yudam arav, harayam ruv omeid merubel aparutz b'sheti have omeid. He said, we all agree that if you have more standing than uh, parutz in, sta- in vertical, so that we've constantly have been talking about a fence where there's a breach in it, as long as there's more fence than breach, then that's fine. What about uh, horizontally, which is the case in our Mishnah? He says that if you take a look at the calculus in our Mishnah, it'll actually prove that we do not hold that Omed Merubel Parut horizontally works. Why? Vita, if we would say that was true, why do the ropes have to be a tefach wide? After all, you could have less than three tefachim between them and a negligible chevel of very little width. Pachot mishlosha v'chevel mashu do another less than three and a chevel mashu. Pachot miarba v'chevel mashu and then a little less than four and chevel mashu. You got your ten, and that would make it up. So you could have three ropes that are not a tefach wide. It must be that they have to be a tefach wide because along with levud, that makes it in our imagination as if there's a full wall there. V'tispara. Let's think about it. That would not work for a different reason. Hi pachot miarba yechimokimlei. Where would you put the less than four? Meaning over three, over three space. If you had it be from the ground, then it would be a mechitza that the goats can get under and it's invalid. If it would be three, three and then four on top, then the air that's on top and the air that's in between them is mevatel v'levud. By Mitzi, if you have it be three four three, then have they omen rubel approach mishteruchot? Then we have a problem that we've already dealt with, which was not settled, which is when you have more omed than merubet than parutz, but you have to combine two sides. 
in this case would be the bottom and the top, trying to outweigh the middle, and and we're not ready to take that position. So therefore, there really is no way to have ropes be less than a tefach thick and have omade mubela parutz in, in horizontal in any case. So we really haven't settled anything. He was asking a different question that Abai was using Armish to answer. Let's say you took a mat that was seven and a smidgen. You cut a hole in it that was three wide. So there was four and a smidgen left. And you hung it starting at a little above three, uh, a little below three from the ground. So at 2.9 you hung this, it reached all the way to 10, but in reality there was more space than material. So the question is, because of Levud, do we say, does that work? He just asked a simple question about a mechitzat which means you have a 10 mechitzah that is hanging in the air. Famous question, can you have a hanging mechitzah in the air work? We only allow it over water. We've seen this already. It's a special kula that they allow with water. So really, our Mishnah does not prove anything about Omen Rubella Parutz and Erev working or not, because there'd be no way to construct it without adding more ropes, which is, defeats the purpose. Okay, Mekifin Mekanim. Then the Mishnah said that you could use sticks as uprights. Now we said, in lo. Rabbi Yehuda said, that it only works for a shayara and not otherwise, not for an individual. Rabbi says that all the mechitzot of Shabbat, including our ropes, were permitted for yachid only to carry within 5,000 square amot. An individual is there, that's all he gets. He doesn't get unlimited space. So the answer is, called Sarkan. So what Rabbi Yudha meant was not to say that the ropes don't work for an individual. It means that an individual does not get all the area he needs. Only a Shaira gets all the area they need. So That's what he meant. Where did Where did that statement originate that we're borrowing it? Aha, it was on this. On the second part of our Mishnah, that we had the Machloket, Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, uh, and Chachamim about whether a Mechitza needs to be uh, both warp and woof, or just either. And we asked, Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, since when did he make that demand? Which means all the limitations that we find in our Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda saying that it only works for a uh, for a Shayaran. Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, his son, saying that mechitzot like that don't work at all unless they're both warp and woof, that really they didn't mean it as an absolute statement. Rabbi Yosef Yehuda didn't say it either. An individual or a group can use these ropes. What's the difference between them? If it's one or two people, then they get beit satayim as a limitation. It's not such a limitation, it's huge. But if it's three, they become a shayara. Says once there's three people or more, then they get three times that area. Still limited, but three times that area. Even one individual or shayra gets as much as they need. As long as there's not an empty beit satayim in the middle of their area. 
So Rabbi Nachman, or Rabbi Rabbi's answer was that Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda agreed that you could use a mechitza of ropes. The only day he say, when he said that a mechitza is to go in both directions, that's in order to give somebody all the area they need. But if you have a mechitza of ropes, it works, but then it's limited to Beit Satayim, or if it's three people, Beit Sheish. All right, but there's a limitation. Alright, He ruled exactly like Rabbi Yosef Yehuda. So, Shavka Rabbanan, Avdak like Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, why are you doing that? Why are you ignoring the Rabbanan? So, Rabbi Nachman then had an Amora come, a loudspeaker man come, Vidarash, and publicized, and he would whisper to him, and the Amora would publicize. I made a mistake. This is the halacha. Now watch what he says. It's one or two guys you get time, which is Rabbi Yosef Yehuda's ruling. If it's three, then that's called a shayarad, and they get as much as they need. So the problem is that's a mix and match. So you've given the opening ruling, follows Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, but then when there's three, you've ruled like Rabbanan. Why? Because Rabbi Yosef Yehuda's father agrees with him about the limitation of uh, Beit Satayim when you have one or two, and therefore he's not Rabbi Yosef Yehuda's not all alone about that. Once it's three, then his limitation of Sheish really he is alone, so therefore he ruled like Rabbanan. Rav Gidolam Shlosha Bechamesh Asurin. So Rav had this little epigram: If you have three in five, they're Asur. Besheva Mutarin in seven, they're Mutar. What does that mean? Amrulei, Amarav Hachi. So they said to Rav Gidol, "Did Rav really say that? A strange statement." Amarlo, Oraita Nevi Iktive, kind of like an oath. Diavarav Hachi, he said it. So Ravashi, my question, Ravashi says, "What's the problem with this?" I'll explain it. The Machi Kamar, Hutz Rachul Let's say there's three guys. That's Shlosha. Let's say they needed an area of six for their whatever they needed. Vikifu B'Sheva, and they surrounded seven, which means they only have one Beit empty. And Rabbanan's rule was, as long as they're not two Beit empty, you could go as much as you need. I feel B'Sheva Mutarin, they can carry in the whole area of Sheva, even though they only needed six. Lo Tzuchu Elavel Chamesh, but if they only needed five, Vikifu B'Sheva, and they covered seven, which means they have two empty ones. I feel B'Chamesh Asurin, they can't even carry in their five, because the Mechitz is no good. What does Panui mean? Isn't Panui Adam and three guys don't take up that much area? The answer is, Lo Panui Kelim. It means you have to have two Seah, which are totally empty, not used at all. It doesn't mean that people aren't living there, or settled in there, uh, but it just means two Seah, which are totally empty. So if three guys needed five Seah and covered seven, the, even the five are no good. That's what his epigram meant. Okay, we have a little uh, discussion here about what happens when the numbers change on Shabbat. You have three guys, and on Shabbat one of them died. So now you don't have a caravan anymore. What if you had two, and on Shabbat another guy joined them? He said Shabbat Goremet means however many you had when Shabbat started, that defines it. Changes later don't matter. And the other one said, no, however many people are there right now makes the difference. So Tistain Rav Huna Damar Shabbat Goremet, we could we could conclude that it, Rav Huna is the one who said Shabbat is the definer. The Amar Rabba Baya Rami Rav Huna, we asked Rav Huna Baya Mi Rav Yehuda. I asked both Rav Huna and Rav Yehuda, who is not a player in this machlokad. 
Let's say you made an Eruv using a particular door as being the uh, the vehicle for entrance. Through a window. And then the door or that window got sealed up on Shabbat. Basically, your Mechitzah isn't functioning anymore on Shabbat. Mahu. Vyamarli, both of them answered, Shabbat, utra, utra. Since that Shabbat became Mutar when Shabbat started, you can carry throughout Shabbat. So it's Yishtayim, so it sounds like Ravuna is the one who said Shabbat go ram it. Okay. So Lame Ravuna Rabbi Yitzchak, Bavukta Ravyosi, Ver Rabbi Yehuda, Kamipalgi. It sounds like they're replicating a Machloka Tanaim, which is Dinan. Chatser Shani for Chamishte Ruchotea, let's say a Chatser, that on Shabbat had both walls fall down. Or v'chein bayit shenifratz v'shtei ruchotav, or house where both walls fell down, or the, the too big of a breach was created on Shabbat. V'chein mavui shenitukoratav v'lochayav. We have a mavui where the kor, the korar, the lechi fell down on Shabbat. Mutarin lo tashabbat asurin lo tidavod. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says that Shabbat is mutar, but of course you got to fix it for the next week. Rabbi Yosi Yomrei mutarin lo tashabbat, mutarin lo tidavod, asurin lo tidavod, asurin lo tashabbat. You can't either it's good or it's not good. So if this is good for now, it's good forever. And if it's usur forever, it's usur for now. And Rabbi Yosef, of course, exposition, it's asur for now. So it sounds like Rav Huna, Rabbi Yehuda, Rav Huna is saying whatever the status is for Shabbat remains for Shabbat. And if somebody dies in the middle or somebody's added in the middle, it doesn't change anything. It sounds like he holds like Rabbi Yehuda that if the configuration of the Eruv, of the area that's Murav, changes on Shabbat, it doesn't affect anything. Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak is open to allowing change both of somebody dying or somebody adding to change the numbers, sounds like you like Rabbi that if the thing fell down on Shabbat, it's now Asur. So Amalach Ravuna, Ravuna would say no. What I'm saying, even Rabbi Yossi would agree. Rabbi Yossi said what he did there, that the, uh, that the, uh, the area becomes Asur in the middle of Shabbat, because now there's no more Mechitzot up. Here, the Mechitzot haven't changed. We just now have a different number of people. And so therefore, even Rabbi Yossi would agree with me that whatever the status was before Shabbat remains. Rabbi Yitzchak Amar, the opposite. Even Rabbi Yudah would agree with me that you can't keep it, even though Rabbi Yudah said that if it fell down on Shabbat, it, it's maintained. He would say, in my case, if somebody died, you no longer have the heter of as much as you need. Rabbi Yudah said what he did because the residents are the same. In my case, the residents are not the same, so everybody would agree that it uh, that the status has changed. Okay, Chachamim in the Mishnah said that supported Tanakama uh, that the uh, that the Mechitza could be either upright or horizontal. Doesn't need to be both. Against Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, Hainu Tanakama. So they're saying the same thing. Where they differ, they disagree about what happens an individual in the city, whether an individual in the city can have as much area as he needs uh, with a one-way mechitza, or uh, or does he need both because he's not a shayarat? Okay, the la- the end of Mishnah Yodas is the following. Since we talked about a leniency that we uh, set up for the camp. Now there's four things that they permitted in an army camp. You can bring wood from anywhere, and it's not called gazela. You don't have to wash before a meal. You can eat my and you don't have to do an eruv. We'll see what kind of eruv that is. 
If a group is going out for meaning a war to expand the boundaries, but not a war of defense or a war against the seven nations or Amalek, etc., then mutarin begezal they can steal even dry wood. Not only that, but not steal, but they can take it and it's confiscated for them. They can camp anywhere, sort of an eminent domain. Wherever they die, they can be buried right there. Now let's examine that statement. That's Yeshua's takana. With the famous passage, It's a passage in Bobakama. Yoshua made ten conditions when uh, when when giving the land, and one of them is you're allowed to graze in the uh, in the forests, and you're allowed to take uh, wood for your field from the fields. So that's talking about bushes. Here we're talking about real wood. That's talking about uprooting wood. Here we're talking about a fellow chopped wood and it's lying in his field, and the army can come and take it. That's moist wood. Here, it's even if it was dried out for firewood, they could take it. Okay. So, pshita mit mitzvah. Somebody dies in war is typically a mit mitzvah. A mit mitzvah acquires whatever place he, he fell in. So, of course, he could be buried there. So, lo tzricha afalgav. The Eidlei Kovrin, even if he has people who will bury him. The Tanyo Ezu Meit Mitzvah, what's the definition of Meit Mitzvah? Kol She'en Lo Kovrin. Nobody's there to bury him. Korev Achim if you see him and you call out and say, help me, and other people answer, Einza Meit Mitzvah. So Meit Mitzvah is you come along a dead body, nobody's there to help you, you got to bury him, that's a Meit Mitzvah. So we're saying that in the army, that even not a Meit Mitzvah gets the place where he fell. Meit Mitzvah Kanamako, is that really true? Atanya Motzim Meit Mutal Misratia. If you find a uh, a mate, you have to in the middle of the street. You have to move him to a, an area. You can't bury him there. Stay stay near. If it's a field that's being planted, a furrow, stay You take him to the uh, to the fallow area and not to the furrowed area. Stay near. Stay zera. If it's a furrowed area and a planted area, fanel stay near. You move him to the furrowed area. If they were both the same, you take him wherever you want. But the point in all this is, he does not get the spot where he fell. Here we're talking about a mate who's buried right on the border, who's fell on the border. You can move him from the border, because he can't be on the border, because people are going to be walking there. Once you can move him, so you can pick whichever is the best place to move him, whichever place is less Less going less intrusive to the owners there. Okay, we said they don't have to wash. That's only for washing before meal. You have to wash after meal. Uh, take a look at Tosfot here. Why is my machonim more severe? Because they use this Sodom salt. And if you then touch it to your eyes, you could go blind, so you have to wash it off your hands. Is that a mountain of kur? So he asked, um, what if he, uh, what if he wasn't eating, but he was just measuring salt out to give to other people, like for the, uh, to, for the, uh, donkey drivers to carry with them. 
So that's not a problem. Umi d'may. Now, how do they, we know that they're, they're patur from d'may in the camp? You know, and the Mishnah says in d'may, machlin t'anim d'may, v'tachsanya d'may. You could feed d'may to the aniim and the achsanya. So since it's so lenient, and as Rava said, uh, we really assume that everybody takes chuba tomas or chumra, so we alleviate it for the camp. We upholds the Mishnah's reading that you can feed Tamai to some members of society, so we allowed it for the camp. The last thing was Milarev. That's just to make an Arab Chatzeret in the camp, which is all the Rabbanan. They must make an Arab Tchumin, the army camp. He says, you get makot if you violate chum. Not an eret chumin, but if you violate chum, you get makot, because eret chumin is an issue to write to walk more than 2,000 amot out of your space. Do you get makot for a lav that's presented with the word al? Is al really a full lav? And what's the pasuk? Take a look at pasuk 2 on the page. Al yitzay ishvim komo. A prohibition of turning your heart towards uh, towards the um, necromancers. You don't get makot. What the word al is a problem. Al is a typical word for no. Al and lo and ishamer and pen mean it's a lotase. So what's your problem? So Rabbi was asking a different question. He said, it's a lota say that's within the context of Shabbat, where Shabbat you can get skila, therefore you can't get makot for anything that's a subset, as we had at the end of Masachat Shabbat with Mechamer. From Ashimiktiv al Yotzi, the Torah doesn't say al Yotzi, do not take something out of your area, al Yetzeikti, which means it's an independent law, it's not part of the law of caring for which you could get skila, it's an independent law on Shabbat, and therefore you could get makot for it. Okay, Adran Alach Mavui, we finished our study of the first parak. We'll begin the study of Pasei Biraot, the second parak, in the next podcast. Meantime, we should have a wonderful day.